Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys whose bodies have been toned and sculpted by craft beer, Chris and the Riz. Hey, Yaddy Ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 348. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Jeff, the Riz Risden. How you doing, brother? It is good to be with you. I am back home for this one, and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is your one week home before you're, you're back out for a long, long time, right? It is. Uh, I have spent the last three nights in Michigan, which means I've spent four nights this month in the state of in uh, in my own home. I've been in Michigan a lot. I just haven't been at my house, uh, and I leave for training camp. Um, since, by the way, folks, we're we're previewing training camp in the show. In case you haven't figured out the timing on it already, training camp starts on Wednesday morning. That's tomorrow. Uh, I will not be there on Wednesday or Thursday. I will be there Friday, and I will be there for the duration, including the preseason home games. So uh, I'm looking forward to packing up and. Uh, Setting up my temporary residence at my mother-in-law's apartment in Canton. How many nights have you spent in your own bed since July 1st? Four. <laughs> man, oh man. Riz, you do it. I mean, I, I'll say on behalf. It's, it's the 27th. <laughs> I will say on behalf of all of us, appreciate what you do, man, and what you do for, for us. It's, it's, been, it's been quite a summer. And uh, um, so as, as you know, we had our, our house flooded. Um, it's, it's getting much better. It's in very good shape. And we, we are very thankful for that. We talked about that last week. Um, we had previously paid um, earlier this summer to have landscapers come in and redo our driveway so our son would have a place to park his car. So now we don't have a driveway either. So it's just chaos. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> All right. All right. We've got a big show today. We're going to talk about a golden yes. era to return. Is it possible? Uh, we've got a Hall of Fame wide receiver selling weed, but he's still more bitter than Stone's Ruination Ale. We'll talk about that. Camp battles to keep your eyes on and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, brother? Oh, let's do it. All right, let's get right into it then. A golden era to return. I like that. I like how I did that little play there. There's some clamoring, as it's heard, and we heard from Woodward Sports that they... they so let me... So I've heard people like clamoring for Golden Tate to come back. By the same yes. token, I kind of look into it a little bit, and I say, hey, Woodward Sports is just saying that Golden Tate tweeted some Lions highlights. Where are we? Is this like a real kind of possibility, or is this like so, we're reading too much into an Instagram post? <laughs> probably more of the latter. Oh. Um, I know. I hate <laughs> to say that because I, I like Golden Tate. I would love to see him back. We could certainly use him in Detroit, uh, and I think he would work very well with Jared Goff as a quarterback, as a as a catch and run kind of guy. I mean, for a while, um, although he hasn't been that guy since he left Detroit. For a while, when he was in Detroit, he was the best runner after the catch in the NFL. Yep. Period. Yep. Um, and Goff thrives with guys like that. Um, a guy who can turn a simple six yard slant into a sixty yard touchdown. For a time, nobody did that better than Golden Tate. That time has since caught up with him a little bit. He's still good, but he's not the Golden Tate that we all remember. Um, if you ask Giants fans about him, they'll, they'll say he's a bum uh, because he just didn't play that well um, and, and took a lot of money to not play well from them. But yeah. he's out there. He's looking for a job. 
He's a veteran. You know Golden Tate. He's a smart guy. He's a savvy guy. He's like, you know what? I look at that Lions receiving core. I'm number one with a bullet there, baby. <laughs> how if I remind the fans about how great I was when I was there and how much better I am than anybody that you've got right now? Yeah. Let, 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 let's make this happen. Hey, Brad Holmes, what's up? Call me. That's um, what I was going to that, say. That's, all he has that's to do exactly is say, what he's trying to do. All he has to do is say, I'm a wide receiver. <laughs> that's good enough at this point, <laughs> judging on what we've got at that position, man. It might be. Uh, I don't know if the Lions have interest. I, I would assume that if they did, they would probably have it already and expressed it already. We haven't heard anything about them contacting him at all. And he is the type of person who will let you know that he's been contacted by a team. Yeah. That's 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 well, part of the Golden Tate experience. Um, I, he is not for everybody. Um, he's not going to the Rams because he and Jalen Ramsey will fight each other. They will <laughs> get into it in every practice. and That's just not healthy for anybody. Yeah. He's not for the Seahawks. So. Been there, done that. He's not going to the NFC East. None of those teams like him either. <laughs> so, I mean, he does have somewhat limited options. He's getting up there. He's not what he used to be, but he's still a very good NFL quality receiver. Here's here's I what like I think is going to happen. I'm, I'm telling okay. you, hit me, yeah, hit me. yeah. He could sign in Detroit, but it's not going to be till after the 53 man roster cuts because I think that's where the Lions are going to look first. Or at least look at it holistically to find out where the wide receiver is coming from. And that's where they're going to drop free agency money or, or contract money, if you will, uh, on guys that are available at that point in time. I just think that's when you're going to see your wide that receiver. That would signing. not surprise me at all. That's that's why in my Lions roster prediction, 53-man roster prediction that I did for the offense, I left two spots open at the wide receiver. Because I think there's two wide receivers that are not currently on this roster who will be on the opening week 53-man roster. Yeah, yeah. And, and Golden Tate... Could be one. Could be one of them. I wouldn't hold my breath, but stranger things have happened. Great, crappy channel in the chat makes a great, uh, great point that I want him back because he was so fun. This team needs some fun plays to players to at least revitalize the fan base, and that's kind of true. I, I think hear the that. way this year's going to be to have some guys out there that are having fun. If look, you, let's just say we, we settled at a five win or a six win season because I think that's where we really did land when we did our, our breakdown earlier. Yeah. Um. That's not going to be a fun 17-game season to have five or six wins. But if you're seeing the players out there having a good time doing it, making plays along the way, getting along, having, like yeah. I said, finding a way to make make it competitive. That they're engaged and inspired and playing hard and so playing for more, each other. So much better to watch. You know what I it mean? It really is. And think it how really many people is. don't have to buy a jersey then. Because they can, they can, as Mike Hodges say, pull it out of the mothballs and put it on. There you go. <laughs> There's a lot of Golden Tate jerseys out there, too. He was yeah. a popular player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 so I wouldn't expect it to happen, but I'd like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm a huge, I'm, I, I'm a bit, I'm a huge Golden Tate fan. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see him back. He'd make the team better, um, but not better enough that they would escape, you know, being, he might be worth one extra win because I do think he could break a tackle. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think he's ever going to sit down at the half yard line again, like he did in Atlanta. Right. right. Um, and on the, uh, the 10 second runoff rule that we all learned about that day, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I, I, I like it. Um, and I, I get why the fans want it. I get I, you people watching and listening. I understand why you want golden Tate and I, I'm with you on it, but it's also, it, I think you're absolutely right, Chris. I, I don't think they're going to make a move like that with like a veteran um, or like the way that Green Bay is apparently bringing back Randall Cobb. 
I don't think that that's in the cards for the Lions until after they see what they've got in practices and in a preseason game or two. I don't think they want to put the money into it, number one, unless they know that it's going to be money that they're going to get a return on. And I'm not certain you you know that with with gold. Love gold. Love gold. I I think it'd be a lot of fun, but I think... It is the you know the smart money is on waiting to see what the whole what the whole uh, buffet looks like because if no one's had a bite of uh, Golden Tate yet, you can go ahead and wait till after the third preseason game to to figure that yeah. out. Yeah, and and you can look around the league and there's going to be some wide receivers that are available. Yep. Uh, look at the other team that I cover; uh, they've got seven legitimate NFL wide receivers, and they're going to keep five. Just think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Jesse, in the chat. Appreciate that, brother. Um, hey, if any of you guys haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. I, I, I think you can see it right there. The thanks for the sub yes. sign. I don't know how well it works, so I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to test it out. So if you if you haven't subscribed, give it a shot. And we'll see how that uh, how that goes. Trying to get some meat space fun along as part of the yeah. game. Subscribe so you know when we're coming online, and also subscribe so you know when I I will be doing daily reports after practices um, that I will record and send to Chris, and he will upload them as quick as he possibly can. Um, so you will get an alert for when I go live on that, that live be, on tape. That may be that. a wee thing for the first couple or for the 31st and the second, hey, right? Right. Cause that'll be fun. We'll be there. Absolutely. You can't do it on site. <laughs> That's right. They were so polite about it too. That's it was great. I mean, they, the Lions media team, they're really good people. Mm-hmm. Eamon and Greg and Solomon, those guys are, those guys do a really good job. They really do. They're, they're one of the best in the NFL. I've dealt with a lot of them. They're they're very good at what they do. They were so polite, but they were also pretty adamant about it too. Yeah, so yeah. No, but I, they, I will respect that and honor. What I love is they care about their job, and it's not that they they care about being jerks. They care about doing a good job and doing it, you know, in an effective and fair way. That's yeah. the thing that I, it's and it's look. Tone means so much, Chris. Tone <laughs> and how you handle it, it means bro. so much. Authenticity. I've I've lived yep. in a lot of spaces in this country. I've traveled to a lot of places in this, in this country, and that's something that's really special about Detroit. Is is there's a certain bond that people have there. It's completely different in L.A. Obviously, you've heard the stories, but there's 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 something about Detroit, Michigan. You know, going up north all the time, growing up. There's a certain um, honesty, reality, authenticity to people. In, in in that space in Michigan and even even northern Ohio and probably the rest of Ohio as well. I, I didn't do a whole lot of the the southern southern area, but there's it's it's good southern area is northern Kentucky. Yep, yeah, <laughs> it's good people and uh, Amon and crew. Yeah. They fit that bill so well, so well. I mean, never has anybody you know I've heard yeses and nos, but no has never has anyone said no to me in such an elegant way where I was like, yeah, I'm great with that. All right, so move on. <laughs> um, nothing recent. No, there's no bitterness there, by the way. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, we will, though, show some bitterness. Um, did you like my ruination? Stone, do you, are you familiar with Stone's ruination ale? I I have not had it. I am familiar with it. I used to drink that on the regs. <laughs> it's it's a powerful, powerful brew. I loved Stone's stuff for a long time. Um, they yeah, they do a grapefruit one that's just incredible, and yeah. the giant bottles. Yeah, yeah, are, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> um, I you know I was really into brewing beer for a long time there, and I'm friends with that's Mitch, right, you did Mitch Steele, who used to be the head brewer there. He's now started his own place, New Realm, in, in Georgia. But uh, yeah, they I, I loved. I did, well, no, hold, 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 hold on, <laughs> he does New Realm. Yeah. I just got exposed to that for the first time when I was in Georgia. That's good stuff. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, that's his place. He started it up okay. after he left Stone. All right. Here's the funniest part. You know how he became such a great brewmaster? Mm. He worked at Budweiser for years. People don't get this about brewing beer. Budweiser, Miller Lite, that kind of stuff is some of the hardest beer to make because it has no flavor. 
And if there's even a single flaw in your process, you're going to add an unwanted flavor you're and you're going to change it, right? It's crazy. You're going to make it more than water. <laughs> right, right. And it's crazy. But that's some of the hardest beer to make. If you can make that that good and then scale it to size, you you are a master brewer, really and truly. It's crazy how... how I would I would never have thought of that. I, I grew up, um, I went to high school downwind of the... Uh, the Anheuser-Busch Brewery in Columbus on the north side up there on Schrock Road. Yeah. Um, I lived off Morrison Carl Road, for those of you in the Seabus the area. Um, and you can smell it when the wind was from the north. And uh, I will never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with all the hops talk, there's a bitter end to another era. Um, oh, look at that segue, ladies and gentlemen. I got to say, um, this, is a, this is a tough topic for me because I love Calvin Johnson. I also know that a lot of people... You know, it's it's the dead time in the media. You got Calvin Johnson. What's the best way to get more clicks? Let's see. Let's see if we can get him to say bad things about the Lions. Woo! I saved my click count for the week. Um, I get that. I understand that. But the thing about the Calvin's statements, right? I don't want to hit on him for too long. But the more yeah. he talks, the harder and harder he is to like. It's not that the Lions yes. were right or he was right or any of that. It's just the more he does this the less I'm tending to like him. Does that make sense? Yes, he comes off very petulant. And it's it's annoying because that's not who he was as a player. And he will not turn down an opportunity to take a shot at the Lions. Yeah. And the Lions fan in me, while I'm bothered by how the Lions handled it, and they, they, they absolutely handled it wrong, they shouldn't have asked for the money back, I get it, especially since it's the, the paltry sum of money that it was. Yeah. Um, whether it was the $320,000 that the NFLPA has reported or the $1 million that, that Calvin has talked about, either one, that's not more than a game check for him. Yeah. And if he's going that crazy about it, if the money was that important to him, he could have he could have shown up for camp, said, my back hurts, and gone on IR and collected $24 million from the Lions. Yep. And nobody would have blinked an eye. Yep. Nobody would have doubted him one bit. He could have done Dancing with Stars that avoided. year. He could have done Dancing with Stars that year, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, I mean, my message so is... I, I, hate the, I hate his mercurial pettiness on this issue and the fact that he will not let Rod Wood... Now, did Rod Wood handle it well... Hell no. Rod Wood deserves how much that he deserves criticism for it. It was the first thing he did on the job. So I kind of give him a a, just a teensy bit of credit for that, or or not credit, but like I don't know, a a little latitude for that. Sure. sure. And he did he didn't know what he was doing. I think since then he has realized the error of his ways. And I I will tell you from people who I know who, who know the situation. The Lions have tried very hard to make this right, and Calvin wants nothing to do with it. He he it's a it's a martyrdom cause celeb for him to still hold that chip. It absolutely is, and he's doing it all the time, and it's bothering me. Um, I had to write about it because it, it he's going to the Hall of Fame next week. That should be awesome. We should be so pumped about that. It's like, yeah. Okay. You've had enough of that shit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, coach. Yeah. No, no, that's that's exactly it. And I, th- I, I look. I'm not here to try to play blame Bob Quinn, and it's not that's not what I'm trying to do. But I have a sense that there's probably like, look, Rod Wood's there. Bob Quinn was brand new, brand new then too. He was too. He, he yeah. inherited this situation. 
I have a feeling Rod Wood, as the leader, said, okay, I'm going to own this. I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm going to shoulder the responsibility on it. But yeah. I, I bet, because I, it's your brand new GM who was recommended by all of the world at the time. Hey, how should we handle this, right, GM? Because that's a GM kind of move and decision to make. I think Rod just took it because it was so big, and he said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna bear the burden of this, the decision, and what happens as a result of it." Yeah. I think I don't know, but I would see that happening, especially I, with I how can, they're. Doing I can it absolutely now. buy that. Yeah. The other thing I'll say on it is that I think a lot of Lions fans who only will ever listen to Calvin's point of view on this take a look at that 2016 team. That's the last Lions team that went to the playoffs. That was the best defense after 2012 of the Matthew Stafford era. Their offense was behind their defense that year. You think maybe Calvin Johnson might have helped that offense get up to stuff with the defense that year and maybe win a playoff game? Yeah. If Calvin Johnson is there, do you think Matthew Stafford is dog crap in that Saints playoff game? Yep. I don't know, man. Yep. But yep. I agree. With he he, uh, he deserves, uh, I, I think, the, the fact that, he that he's basically admitted that he retired out of spite for the Lions organization, I, I understand it. I certainly understand it from the, the point of view that he has and, and where the team was at and how it had, had handled things around him, how he looked back and saw how Barry Sanders ended. And the fact that they didn't learn the lesson from that deeply bothers me still. Make no mistake about that. That that that, that really, really gets my goat. Yep. I, but, go ahead, but go ahead, go ahead. I think Calvin deserves some responsibility for his own situation, and I don't think he wants to take that. I will tell you, because this, this um, John Paul Morrison in the chat brings up a really, really, really great point, and I want to I riff on it, because I think this, right. this sums it up for like what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, right? Um, does this become a case where if it goes on for too long, the people will turn on CJ, especially if the Lions keep trying to mend the fence? And that's, I think, if yes. you think about it from a public relations standpoint, the Lions are only going to put the we're trying to mend the fence foot forward. That's the only thing that's going to go out there. That's the only thing people are going to hear about, right? Every year that goes on, people forget a little bit more about Calvin. There's new fans that come in that, well, yeah, he's just an older guy. I wasn't there for that, right? People cycle out of fandom that were Calvin fans. It winds up being more of a, hey, quit picking on my team, Calvin. What have you done for me? Get over it, right? I think that absolutely with time, the Lions play their cards right from a PR perspective. Uh, I think that folks would be, that would be a first. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a first. I think I think the kneecaps thing, I think Dan's that Dan's whole uh Campbell's whole shtick coming in has been has been pretty good actually and and I like you it's like uh dumb like a fox I think is how I would say it. I think he's he's not a dumb guy at all, right? Um yeah, yeah I think yeah. He, that that's been pretty good. And I think there's a a new a new tune being sung up in the PR space and up front. Um but yeah, this one, this isn't one that he's going to win. So, um, frankly, I'll, I'll let you have the last word, but um, I, I don't have anything else to say about CJ. <laughs> I just wish that I could get more excited about him going into the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. being spending his entire career with the Lions, because we're not going to have another one of those for some time. I mean, Dwight Freeney will get into you. Remember him playing for the Lions? I don't think so. Uh, it's the only that, reason that, I, I would I would watch the Hall of Fame show. Um, would be this year or most years would be a lion going in. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm not that interested. Now I have to because of our show and everything else that we do. Yeah. But otherwise, I wouldn't choose to watch it, if, especially with everything. Going see, on right I, now. I, I love it. I'm, I'm from Northeast Ohio, though it's a it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So so I'm excited about it. Um. From that standpoint, but I, I love it when the when there's when there's a lion. I remember going to see Charlie Sanders get inducted, and I was there for that. 
And I didn't really remember Charlie Sanders. And, um, you know, I, I, I was aware that he played for the Lions and I was aware that he was a pretty good tight end. But I mean, I, I grew up with Ozzie Newsome in Cleveland. So I'm like, he ain't Ozzie Newsome. What's he doing in the Hall of Fame? But I, I've later, I've since been educated. And Michael Herrick, give him credit, he is, uh, he sold me on Charlie Sanders. So I, I just remember how cool it was that he got in. I love and, and thinking, yeah, this is awesome. Michael Herrick is great. He reminds me of my father in law. I mean, they, they look very similar, <laughs> um, similar voices. Like I can hear my yeah. father in law in his voice. But to hear like and have that knowledge of the history of, and not just yeah. the team, but of the city. Of so many great things that happened in the city, I I, I love Definitely. Mike and that kind of old school cool that whole retro kind of he's he's he brings a lot to the team. Yeah, I, I wish I wish that I wish that it was going different than what it is. Um, is is the long and the short of it, and it's going to come to a head when he doesn't thank the Lions. He he might not even mention the Detroit Lions while he's getting inducted. It's an eight minute speech. Everybody goes along. Peyton Manning can stand up there for three hours, and nobody's going to care because he's great. Um, that that's just who Peyton Manning is, but Calvin, not, not really a big talker. So, uh, I, I'm curious as to how that's going to play out at his induction speech and, and what happens. Uh, I know Rod Wood will be there. I know he's, he's planning on being there in attendance. I know some other Lions people who were teammates of his, I believe almost Brown has said that he's going to be there. Um, so I, I, I just, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And you can't place all of the blame on the Lions as much as you'd like to and as much as they deserve a lot of the blame. Calvin's got to take some responsibility for Calvin, too. And he's never done that in this situation. And that's frustrating. And and to your point, it is going to turn back on him at some point. It takes two probably sooner than he thinks. He can't move forward with just one party. Two parties have to do it. So. Yeah. Um, Anthony Berardi, Jeff, so sorry to hear about your house flooding issues big time. I feel your pain man grew up in a house that had a basement that used to flood in light rain. Hope all is well now. Go Lions. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Also, Thank you. Anthony. We're, we're doing well. My, my wife has been awesome. She actually tried all her basement because <laughs> I'm, I'm as handy as a wet bagel. So she's she's doing a really good job of taking charge and doing things very well. It's awesome. <laughs> and you can't give a beat to We Will Rock You. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't. I'm a, I'm a man of very limited skill. <laughs> Anthony, I don't know um, just by your name. I don't know if you have an uncle or a, um, a dad or something named Mike, but I used to work with a, 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 a Mike with the same last name at, at Ford years and years ago. He was a great guy. So carry on that name well. Son. Hey, All Ferrari's, right. by the way, big, big restaurant in uh, Sandusky, Ohio, where I'm from. Great French fries there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some happier <laughs> memories of Lions alum. Um, Please. This, this one came out today. Um, these are, you open up the Instagram, and it's always a wonder what this, uh, what you're going to get from Kelly Stafford. Today's was worth it. <laughs> She said, I resisted for many years, but this is too good not to share. I hope it gives you a oh, chuckle like it does every time I watch it. And so we're going to do this right now. Um, there is uh, not safe for work language, so just, just go with it. But here we go. Here is Matthew Stafford shooting a little commercial in front of a green screen. Hey, Lions fans. Welcome to Think Ford First Family Day at Ford Field. Holy fucking shit, that's a lot of Fs. Oh, my God. <laughs> hilarious right <laughs> oh my god staff so i i saw that and i laughed and i was like that's so not in Fucking his character shit, right um just not like who he is or what you get from that's him. not his public image at all yeah yeah but this one's even better so somebody i love you reddit sometimes you guys put the the, the stuff to the best stuff together the title on this one is lions fans reactions after viewing our draft grades year after year 
Oh my god! Holy fucking shit, that's a lot of Fs. Oh my god! Yes! It's great! Well done. Oh god, so there you go. Skip Bayless's Noah's hair on Reddit. Thank you for that laugh. That was awesome. Now that's, a, that's a screen name right there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, original one uh, posted by Joey Robot. Oh God, that's, man. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, th- but you you would never see that about Matthew Stafford, and I think that's why those of us who did get to see a little bit, and I'm certainly very limited in that. But but the guys in the media who were around him every day, day in and out, the teammates, that's why they loved Stafford so much. And I don't think that he showed that enough because he, he is very regarded in what he does publicly. He's yeah. not on social media. I don't think that fans got that side of him often enough to truly embrace him. And I think that would have done away with some of the stat pad for BS that we've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. He's such a likable dude. The time, he really um, is. Chase the Lions, got to talk to him, and um, another time, spent a little, little time chatting. Just such a great guy. Just a great, genuinely, you know, authentically good guy. And I'll go back to the story when we first started um, this show. The story that was it it, it uh, popped up. Somebody in on Reddit was going out to eat in Birmingham, and Stafford was there with Kelly, and and walked up to the door and stopped and held the door for the other family to go in in front of him. Right, just a gentlemanly thing to do, like a little bit of chivalry, whatever. It's a nice yeah. thing to do. I I mean I I do that, and I appreciate other people to do it. I think it's it's, it's you know something that's yeah, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, as Wilford Brimley would say. Right, and then you think about it, going to a restaurant, you always kind of want to be the first one in, though. You don't want to hold the door for somebody because then they're going to get a table for you and you got to wait, right? No, he did it. He's, a, he's just a, a real, genuinely good guy. That's that's what makes him, beyond the football stuff, that's what was one of the things that made him so great in Detroit and made me love him so much. So there you go. Good times with staff. Too many Fs in his read, and he had to add one more. There you go. <laughs> I will <laughs> turn that into a, a drop, Scott. Guaranteed, I will have that as a drop for uh, for future stuff. Um, the bullshit. No, no, it's not. Come on, <laughs> that's my guy. All right, I really quick, I got to hit this one really quick, guys. Just so you know, CBD. Detroitlionspodcast.com. We talk about the Delta Eight. We know that in October, uh, Governor Whitmer just signed the order getting rid of outlawing Delta Eight. But you know, the one thing that people who use this drug or these drugs or this class of drugs are are pretty friggin' ingenious. Introducing Delta 10. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, yes, Delta 10. So Delta 10, is, Delta 8 is like, um, it's an indica. It's And it's kind of like more my thing. I, it's, a, it's a chill out, kind of hang out, kind of melt in your couch a little bit and have a good time and just like, yeah, right? Sativa is a little more, is more energetic. It's more of an, uh, um, uh, what's the word? More active kind of a buzz. Delta 10 is... More stimulating, yes. less uh, sedating? Yes, okay. yes. Um, Delta 10 is exactly that. So if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for that kind of a buzz, Delta 10, oh, now, for the, through the end of today, Tuesday, if you use Tri-D10, 65% off through midnight tonight, if you do that. Anything over $75 in orders, free shipping. Kind of a cool deal. All on the reg after Tuesday. If you're listening to the audio version of this or seeing this later, you can use Lions uh, coupon code. You get 55% off, so you get that much. You just miss the extra 10% off on the on the order that way. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, and uh, get yourself hooked up. 
and um, you'll be good to go. Delta 10, it's legal. We're back in business. So there you go. All right, uh, moving on. The Lions claim Bruce Hector, defensive tackle from Tennessee off of waivers. Uh, so here's where I am, Riz, and I want you, because you're going to be able to break this down so much better than I am. He's he, he's he's a guy that looks like he has potential, but he hasn't quite stuck at the places he's been. He was in the Panthers practice squad last year, Eagles prior, and and just one other thing. After adding him today, we still have one open roster spot. Tell us about That's Bruce correct. Hector. Is he going to stick here? What does he bring to the Lions at defensive? So tackle? so uh, the the thing to know about Bruce Hector is he's a very good athlete. He's not necessarily a great football player. He uh, he's bounced around, like you said, from practice squad to practice squad. He did play in a few games with the Eagles back in twenty eight, yeah, twenty eighteen. He was a rookie out of uh, undrafted rookie out of South Florida at the time. He transferred from somewhere to I don't even remember, but um, he he's a guy. Um, if you look up uh, Kent Platt, our friend Kent Platt, yeah, his RAS Rel- Relative Athletic Store, the the math bomb. Um, He's, he's, he tests very well. I think he scores in the low sevens. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I know he's a very good athlete. I know he's a very explosive guy. I remember watching him a little bit. He was at the NFLPA Collegiate game, not the Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl, but the other game uh, back in the day. And he did very well in that, in those practices. And uh, the spies that I had at there, Reed Agent, um, was, was very complimentary towards him. It just hasn't worked for him. But he's, I mean, look, defensive line, I know Lions fans don't, haven't had this really totally sinking yet. It's the deepest position on the team. I was going to say, there, yeah, <laughs> there is no, I mean, you look at who they got, especially after drafting on and, and Aline McNeil, there aren't really any openings there. I mean, Kevin strong is kind of the same guy as, as Bruce, but Kevin's been here a little bit. He's, he's proven himself a little bit more. So, I mean, the, the, this is a guy who's, Who's coming in as number eighty nine on the roster, and I think he's probably aware of that. I hope he's aware of that the Titans waived him. Um, they signed him right after the draft, um, and they figured out that I guess I guess they didn't need him. They signed two other guys, so one of them being a Pico brother, so uh, uh, at his position, so that they clearly didn't think super highly of him in that system. So he comes here. I mean, he'll get a shot. He'll he'll, he'll take some camp reps. I wouldn't expect him to make the final, you know, ninety, but he can make the, the practice squad. With practice squad eligibility being extended, and and the, the you know the the transformation between um, call ups and, and protected squads and all that stuff, which they're keeping from last year, which is great, by the way. That, that's a good move by the NFL to keep all those things. He's got to shut the stick around. I mean, he he's yeah. a very good athlete, and I think that's one of the things that characterizes the guys at the bottom of the roster. You know, the the bottom of the roster churn. They've upgraded the athleticism quite a bit, and he, and he's part of that. He's a much better athlete than the people that, prede- that that were predecessors of him. And that includes Brian Price, who retired today rather than show up to the Lions. <laughs> Which is why we then still have the one roster spot open. Right, and we do, and I would expect that to get filled fairly soon. Um, probably, probably. in fact, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it might be filled by the time you hear this. Oh, Oh, well, wait, wait, nudge, nudge, say no ball. No, it'll be. All right, there we go. Okay, so there we go. There's there's our athletic player. Um, we've got some a big topic we want to talk about here, and um, it's not it's not it's not depressing. It's one that everybody's excited about. It's what everything is all about. Um, it's the camp battles we're watching. It's what to look for in training camp this oh, year. Man. Everything's going. It's getting lit up. I'm flying into town on Thursday. Um, party is, is on is on Saturday or Saturday. Saturday. Come to the party, please. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I know you're going to do a bit on it later, but 
going to be so much fun. It is. It's great. It is. We got Jerry Jacobs going to be there. Dan Miller going to be there. But I'll talk about that. Justin Rogers. We'll talk about that. But um, no, it's um, this is it. We're going to be, I'll be in training camp the, same, the first day you will, right? You're going to be the 31st is your first day? Yeah, I will, I will be there Friday. Okay, so okay cool, 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 cool. I'll cool. be there Friday morning. All right. So we'll go down there. We'll get. Uh, we'll hook up with Jerry while we're there. Um, also, uh, there'll be post post uh, camp uh, videos as well coming up. So be ahead to watch those. We'll do some together. We'll do some separately. We have a lot going on there. But the camp is starting. It's time to talk about what's going on. KC Bay Boy says bashing our receivers is getting out of hand without seeing what Lynn and company have in mind. In your opinion, it may be. And it's about time to see what they got. You know, that's what camp's all about. So we're gonna start talking about some of these battles we're watching. What's going on? Um, I did want to just really quick hit on the before we dive too deep in that. On you talked about extended the uh, practice squad. Big thanks to Delta for ex- extending my gold status till the end of or till January thirty first of twenty twenty three. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate that. It's kind of you. That's all right. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it means a lot. Trust me. It means a lot. First class seats. All right. Let's talk about. I want to start out with one that's just like it's just mind blowing to me. Um, Austin Bryant, our favorite defensive end. <laughs> Austin Bryant. Physically unable to perform. Really? 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 So Eric Schlitt and I used to have when he was with Lightspeed, we used to have the ongoing bit. We didn't know if he actually existed or not, if he was just this this mythical roster person wearing number 94. (laughs) And apparently we're back to that again because he's on the BUB list again. What, What is going on? What is the, I mean, between him and Stenberg, right? It's like, um, somebody's got pictures. Somebody, somebody, somebody had something. I mean, (laughs) he's, some bodies just aren't made for the rigors of being a professional football player. And his is apparently one of those. (laughs) And it's disappointing because he was really good at Clemson. And he has flashed in the very limited times we've seen him on the field in Detroit. He looks like an NFL player, but my God, you just can't rely on that. This is his third year. He's played in 10 games. He's been on injured list for five, five different body parts in three years. At some point, you just got to say, you know what, dude, maybe you should try to find something else to do with your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I hate to say yeah. it to be crass like that, but I mean, when is enough? You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I've had it. <laughs> and you know, you know, and this is the thing. This is such a, a Lions thing. They're going to just say, forget it. Sorry, Austin, we're, we're done. And he's going to be all better the next day. And he's going to go play for like the Patriots or something. And he's just going to be a rock star. You know, that's what's going to happen. No, no. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what. He will get better and he will sign with the Raiders and he'll have one game where he gets three sacks and then he'll disappear into oblivion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see you two here. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about positions. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. That's brilliant. <laughs> Um, I I, I kind of want to start at safeties at first, but I I, sure. I really like Casey Bayboy talking about bashing our receivers. I really I, let's just start there. About is there going to be battles okay. there? What do we expect to see there? I, um, I'm certainly guilty of bashing probably more than anybody else, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, and, and some of that is my familiarity with Brashad Perriman. I know that he's not good. I know that he's going to be disappointing. I just. I've seen it firsthand. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna get one or two days in camp where he looks like, oh my god, this is this is the first round pick that the Ravens saw, and then the next day he's gonna be the guy that's running the wrong routes, running into his slot receiver because he's breaking the wrong way, 
not understanding that the ball is intended for him on a one-on-one rep route with no other receivers. I've seen that happen multiple times to him. Let me he ask. doesn't block. He doesn't try to block. He is a nightmare to try and coach. I will tell you that from is Baltimore, he? and I will tell you that from Cleveland firsthand where I saw it in camp where they tried so hard to make it happen, and he had no interest in it. Let me ask. This is, this I, is- I, I, I can't I, – I, I'm, I'm telling you all now, I don't think he makes the team. And I know people are like, oh, my God, his, his physical attributes are, are so great. He's not a football player. He's an athlete. And you, you got to have more than he's let he's let people down, myself included, so many times that if he turns it around, I, I I will be stunned if he makes this football team. Honestly, and I think people are reading so much into oh, oh this was a first round pick once upon a time. Yeah, he's been awful almost like ninety five percent of his career ever since. So he's and, and I and, and I can't shake that. And we'll go. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep going here. Okay. Tyrell Williams. Good receiver. I like him. I, he's got talent, and I, he's, he's certainly the alpha dog that they need. He missed last year. He's missed time with other injuries. He missed time at Clemson with injuries. It's a guy that you can't trust to stay on the field for 17 games. Is he talented? Yeah. Is he a good number three? Absolutely. Could he be a good number two? Probably. He's number one with a bullet in Detroit. That's, that's asking too much of him based on what he's shown you. Could he have a couple of games where he's great? Yeah, I, I think he will. Um, we've, we've talked about this because I think there's going to be like three or four weeks this year where the passing game clicks, where Goff is feeling it and the receivers are on their game and they light up an unsuspecting defense and they hang 35 on somebody. That's going to happen three or four times this year. That's going to be so much fun. to the Packers and another one's to the Bears. Can you imagine the Lions scoring more than 30 points? I mean, how long has it been? I don't even know. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I got me. We're no, really no, no. There. That's fine because, <laughs> because that's going to happen. And Tyrell Williams is that kind of guy. He's going to give you a game where he catches six for 112 and two touchdowns. He can do that. You can't depend on that every week, but he can do that. Yeah. After that, I'm on Ross St. Brown. You're looking at a guy that every other team in the NFL looked past at least three times. Does that mean he's bad? No. That that just means that his there's a there's a perceived ceiling for him. And I'm someone who believes in that perceived ceiling. He is not an exceptional athlete. He is a hard-working dude who maximizes every ounce of athletic ability that he's got. And he'll be good for Jared Goff. And I think he he might wind up leading the team wide receivers in receptions. But if he's your best wide receiver, your wide receivers aren't very good. Let me sorry. Go, let me go to Perriman though. I, I want to go. I want to go back here because. Uh, do you think? Look, I know he's been at 103 teams so far, right? 31 other teams, whatever. He's he's been at what 16 something. Uncoachable. Six. Yeah, <laughs> Un- uncoachable. You say having problems. He's got history in Detroit with his dad, right? He does. Dad's he not does. around anymore, right? He's 27. He doesn't have much time. He doesn't have any time in the NFL if things don't work out here. This is his last chance. Yeah. Absolutely. If this is it, I mean, and I don't know, right, uh, to to use a phrase that's 104 years old, how bullheaded he really is, right? But is you've seen him. You've seen him in person in camp. You've seen him being coached in person. Do you think he is capable of overcoming that inability to do it. Do you think the right something could click in this guy and make it happen? Is there hope for that, or do you think it's it's really just going to be exactly what you thought? There's really not a shot at hat making anything happen. I would say 
it could happen. And I, I think the fact that the Lions have loaded up on coaches who played that he will respect, specifically Antoine Rondel, Randall L. Yeah, yeah. It gives it as good a shot as any, but there's just it just hasn't been there at all. I mean, this is a guy who's it it his thing is I, dropping balls, right? I mean, it's it, he, it, it, it's really that, about that, that's part of it, and he can't run around. <laughs> There's just a, a an overall lack of attention to detail that has permeated his entire career, going back to college at UCF. This is just not a guy who cares to pay attention to the little things ever. Yeah, and I don't see that changing. Okay. I just don't. That's I, that's what I, I, I hope. I hope I get proven wrong. I hope he proves me wrong. If he does, I'll. I will be the first to go up and congratulate him. Um, and, and you can ask Devondre Campbell about that. When, yeah. I, when I'm down on a guy and he proves me wrong, I will absolutely go up to him and say that. And uh, in three of the four instances where that's happened for me, um, the, the players have reacted very favorably to that. And and I, I just knowing Brashad a little bit, I, I, I have stood in front of him at the interview podium. I've never actually directly talked to him. I, I think he I think he's a, a decent human being. I think he's going to try. I I'm not sure that he knows what it means to be a football player. That's really, really weird for a guy whose father was a good football player. Yeah, yeah, and and worked hard. His day, yes. Brett Perriman worked hard. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you about Ty Williams, and I know you were, you were on, 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 on St. Brown, but I just want to—I don't want to overlook yeah. Ty because one of the things I'm thinking of, and, and they're talking about it in the chat, right, is what Hawk and Swift are going to bring to the passing game, right? There and and Williams, Jamal Williams too, right? As as Jerry said, Jamal was he's a the, very good receiver. The very hardest receiver. guy he's had to recover, had to cover yet was Tyrell Williams. Um, yep. Last week, if you didn't hear the show, uh, that you know, straight up. So now they're going to catch balls. You're going to have a lot of short crossing, uh, wheel routes, all that kind of stuff that that are going to get covered. If, if you watch the Chargers' offense, you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Now, Underlin. what does that do for for Ty Williams? All of a sudden, how is he going to be covered, and does that help open him up? Hey, look, and, and I'm 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 giving up on Perriman, and we'll say let's say even St. Brown is 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 in the slot, right? That kind of cleans out all the low to mid portion of the the football field. That gives a guy with wheels like Williams an opportunity, doesn't it? It does. Um, Someone's got to be open at that is, point. <laughs> he he is better at getting open deeper. He's a long striding tall guy. That's not a guy that you want having as an immediate open. Um, the same is true with Quintez Cephas. Now, now Quintez, to his credit, is very slow, but he's also he's also kind of quick for being slow, which is a very weird combination for a wide receiver. Yep. He he's sort of made that work, and I can see his developmental arc becoming where he would be a quality number four receiver on a good offense. And I think that's where he was last year. I think he, he worked his way. Mohamed Sanu sort of usurped him, but Mohamed. Mohamed said he's a great dude. Yeah. He, he understood exactly what was up and exactly what he needed to do to get playing time, and he did it. And I hope that rubbed off on Quintez. Quintez is another guy. He's a low-ceiling player, but if he can maximize his floor, he can be he can be a capable receiver. But you're looking at this team being similar to the 49ers team where George Kittle went off right. and where their running backs ran for and caught a lot of balls. That that's now that that's a Shanahan offense that that's incredibly different from the Anthony Lynn style offense, but the results might look somewhat the same with this team because the running backs are very good receivers. The 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 tight end too, which we'll talk about in a minute, got upgraded immensely yeah. with Darren Fells coming back to town and with T.J. Hawkinson taking a step forward. He's one of the top five tight ends in the NFL. 
uh, and and proves it, and he will prove it on a weekly basis. So I'm very excited about what T.J. Hawkinson's going to do this year. Yeah, yep, yep. but the the wide receivers they've got to give you something. Now, if Tyrell Williams is running seven, eight, and nine routes and getting three targets a game, catching two of them for 50 yards, that's going to be fantastic for T.J. Hawkinson and for DeAndre Swift. But if he's running, you know, if he's running slants, and if he's running, you know, drag routes and things like that, that's not where he wins. And that's that's not where 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 he wins and where Jared Goff win, they don't meet in the middle, unfortunately. So that that's one of the reasons why I'm concerned about it. I do think Ty Williams Ty Williams is a very good receiver. I really do, but I'm not sure that he works well with where Jared Goff throws the ball well. And that's one of my concerns with the receiving core. It's a little bit and, and Perriman too, for that matter. Perriman, when he's at his best, is a guy who's flying by press coverage because he's too big to jam and he's too fast off the line for those guys to handle and he can get open and he can get there before the safety gets there. But is Jared Goff going to put the football there before the safety gets there? That's, that's not really what he does. So uh, I, I don't understand the meld of the wide receiving core and the, and the quarterback skills and Anthony Lynn's offense. And I, I, I know I'm, I'm well aware that Tyrell Williams played in Anthony Lynn's offense. And that, that's one of the reasons why he's here. Yep. I just don't, Tyrell Williams would have been a, would have been a lot better with Stafford than he would be with Jared Goff. I'm afraid, and I think that fans are going to hold that against him when he comes out and in the first two weeks he has five catches on 16 targets for 94 yards and a touchdown. You, That's just my guess. You book you book this Swift to Williams. We're going to see that play this year. He's going to, he's going to throw that ball. I hope so. And it, it, it's going to be great. I think the twin back set is going to be lethal for this team. I really do. I think. God, I hope they play them together. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. That would be so nice. Yeah. I think it's going to I be hope lethal. we see that. <laughs> so there we are. That's my, that's my crazy prediction for the year. Okay. Let's move on. The next, uh, next uh, position you want to cover on the uh, camp battle. So as you know, Chris, I take incredible umbrage with them burning Late round draft picks on running backs every freaking year. Wait, and they did it again. Wait, somebody, somebody was talking about the draft grade there. Let me see what I got. Holy fucking shit, that's a lot of Fs. <laughs> Go on. I think he's with this you. Is, there, there, there is absolutely nothing in my body against Jermar Jefferson at all. I hope it works, but it pisses me off that they drafted him. Because they've already got two running backs. You can find undrafted running backs. You can find them today off the street who can come in and do what Jermar Jefferson is going to do as a rookie for this team. You just can. That's the nature of the running back position. Is he going to win that job? Do they give it to him even if he doesn't earn it over a guy like Michael Warren who's bounced around a little bit? Over uh, the dude from Nebraska whose name escapes me. I can see him. I'm looking right at him. I can't think of his name. But, uh, you know, um, the, are, is it going to be better than a guy that gets cut from another team who's you know going to come in and could could feasibly catch thirty balls and and you know run for five yards a carry on fifteen carries in the year that he's going to get? I got it. It still bothers me that they drafted him. And again, that's that's no that, that is completely independent of of Jamar Jefferson whatsoever. Yeah. Now he's a seventh um, round pick, just, though. Riz, what do they have? A one percent chance or less of, of actually playing in the NFL for an extended it's, period? It's like, yeah, it's like three point five or something like that, yeah. based on on the latest data. I mean, but I mean, so you're yeah. looking at where would you like just positionally, not even looking at who's on the board? Who do I would you think take? of a safety there. 
taking oh, a safety. Yeah, yeah. I would have honestly, I would have taken a kicker over a running back there because mm-hmm. they need a kicker worse than they need a number three running back. Yeah, okay. If you think Randy Bullock is a good kicker, ask anybody who's ever watched him in Cincinnati, and they will laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh man. All right. He you- needs competition, by the way. And I, I, that I know they have another guy in camp. Um, and his name also is Casey. I should look that up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to miss Matt Prager. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all are. Uh, Matt, Matt was was great. I mean, and this is this is a preview, I think, of what's going to happen after Aaron Rodgers last year this year um, in Green Bay. <laughs> they and we went from Eddie Murray to Jason Hansen, and we we had a little stumble, and we got we Prater. There. Yeah, we yeah. got Prater. This is yeah. the first time in a lot of people's memories. And lives that we're not going to have a, a money kicker on this team, and that's going to be yeah. that's going to be go back terrifying. And, and you remember the the uh, what was his name Freeze Nate Freeze and Jason Akers era, uh, and and um, Giorgio Tavecchio who deserved better. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's where this team's at a kicker right now, folks. Um, and and if you if you're counting on Matt Prater to kick you know two winning game winning fifty yard field goals like he does every year, he ain't here no more. Can you imagine if we get to have a five win season and lose three games by botched field goals? You know how crazy that people are going to go over at the kicker position. It's going to be nuts. It's going to it's, be yeah. Nuts. That's, that's not that's not going to be a pleasant thing to write up. A whole citywide right temper tantrum happening. I mean, <laughs> holy I'll God. tell you what will make it even worse is if it's off, off a bad snap from Don Mulebach, who quietly and I will say this very quietly, he wasn't great last year. He wasn't perfect. Which he always has been. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Let's see. At least we got Jack Fox. Remember last year I stressed out about replacing Sam Martin and Jack Fox was better than Sam Martin could yeah. ever be. That's so I, I, I hope that's the case this year too. I hope that Randy shoves his fat ankles into my face uh, because that would be nice. All right. Before we get to the next the next group of uh, battles, I want to hit about talk about the, the training camp party that uh, we promised we talk about here. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. We've got Dan Miller going to be there. We've got Justin Rogers going to be there. We have Lions cornerback Jerry Jacobs going to be there. Jeff Risden is going to be there. And me, probably the the best looking of them all, is also, Chris, is also going to be there. We've got full all-you-can-eat pizza, salad, breadsticks, all you Dude, can Dude, the pizza's drink. really good, too, yeah, by the way. It's, it's, it's really good stuff. stuff. The margarita pizza that they brought out was awesome. It's like uh, it's like Samuel L. Jackson telling uh, Quentin Tarantino, "Tarantino, this is some gourmet shit here, man." Uh, that's exactly what that stuff is. Uh, unlimited salad, unlimited pizza, unlimited breadsticks, all the soft drinks you want. You do it's still it is a cash bar, but it's at it's literally at cost. the The ticket price yeah. is it's thirty bucks. It is. If you if you come and have to, and pay at the door, it's going to be thirty five because they're charging us more. We had to give a count. Uh, here on Thursday, so get your tickets in there. Get that. Get down there. Have fun. You're going to be able to interact and hang out and talk to Jerry. You're going to be able to interact and hang out and talk to Dan. We're going to do a live podcast from yeah. there. We're going to have Dan do a Q and A, answer your questions as you guys uh, put those together. Um, love to have you out there. Join us. The tickets are only thirty bucks. It's all night. We're gonna. We've got the place till close till two a.m. Uh, it starts at six thirty, and it is so the after party is at the party. And it is going to be a grand time. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. No, we're driving around with Malcolm looking for bars. <laughs> Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get in there, get your tickets, and uh, 
join us for the fun, man. It is an absolute yeah, blast. It, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Dan Miller, if you've been to a prior training camp party, you know, because he's been to three of the four of them. He's just been incredible. Yeah. He'll sign autographs. So we, don't ask him for an autograph. He's Dan Miller. Yeah. I mean, I, I get if you're starstruck by it. It's a little weird for him to sign autographs, but he yeah. will absolutely take pictures with you. Um, Jerry will certainly just based on how, how well we got along with Jerry last week, and he's been very supportive behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, it, that that's the guy you want to get to know too. And and by the way, uh, Chris Burke from the Athletic put out his fifty three man roster, and he had Jerry making it. Yeah, buddy, that's right. I knew he would. I knew he would. I know he will. This guy, this guy. There, there's nothing going to stop him. Um, There's something there, man. His arc is ascending. Yeah, Love it. yeah, yeah. No, he he it really is. Um, I'm trying to find this really quick. I don't I don't think I can find it. It's the yeah, um, but the the Uptown Grill in Commerce Township is easy to get to. Um, uh, I I will speak from personal experience. It's easy for your Uber to find. Um, you can leave your car there. It's going to be safe. They do have overnight security to check because they do have a lot of people to come there, yep. have a little bit too much to drink, and they get a ride home, which is what you need to do. Yep. Um, that's what I will be doing. Um, so, and that, that's perfectly safe too. So don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, Dan, Dan, they're all, everybody that that does this is great. It's, it's a good time. I will have too much to drink. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that ride home with Riz. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's a good time. It is absolutely a good time. And we do it every year just because of how much fun it is. We do. We, 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 we've really enjoyed like from the first year when we were out at the drafting table and with some shout out to them there, they were, they were great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and guys like Jim and, and Dan and, uh, Ken came out for yep. that. Yep. It just, it's just great time. And we had, a, we, I, I remember that first year I'm like, is anybody going to show up? And we had like 25 people there and yeah. we did very little advertising on yeah, it. Nothing. People just kind of showed up and Dan, Dan Miller just comes in and, and sits down with us. Like as a beer. Hangs hey, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I mean, I'll talk to people. It's great. Yeah, it's, people, it's all the people in, the, in there were like, "Is that Dan Miller?" <laughs> <laughs> so low key, cool. It is so cool. Yeah, it's a good time. So join us, party. dot Um, Riz will tell you, it's it's definitely not a money maker for us. This is truly a fan oh, appreciation no, it's not. event. That's okay. Um, it's a labor of love, and we love doing it. Every year so absolutely. far, I've lost money on it, but it's okay because it is it's absolutely okay. a labor of love, and we, we try to make it up in the fantasy footballs and play that. Oh, party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for indulging us on that. Riz, let's talk about yeah. um, next position group, training camp battles. What do we got? Who do you want to cover? I am watching the backup quarterbacks. Um, as you know, I am a David Blau sycophant. I freely admit to that. In minicamp, he was better than Tim Boyle. I'm curious how that continues to play out because Packer fans are like, oh, my God, Tim Boyle, he beat out Jordan Love. He's got to be awesome. What well, happened to, to Boyle? I mean, based on all the hype around him, was this the ultimate snow job out of Green Bay? Uh, as, as I've said, I, I I asked our Packers wire guy, Zach Cruz, who, who's a pretty straightforward and honest Packers guy. I'm like, is this a bit that y'all are running? Like, are you trying to like do something here? And he's like, no, man, he was, he was really good. I'm like, you must have been watching a different dude than I was. Maybe, maybe there's some, I don't know, maybe, maybe crossing over Lake Michigan did something weird to him. I don't know. Maybe he, he needs time to acclimate to his receivers and the coaches. I mean, I, I will extend him the benefit of the doubt on that, but the David Blau that I saw in the three practices that I've been to just, I absolutely, I mean, it, it, it wasn't even, I, I've seen some bad quarterbacking. I covered Cody Kessler for a year. I covered a Texans team that had Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage on it. 
This guy isn't even close to that level of suck. I mean, he's he's like below them. It, it was bad, guys. It was real bad. Maybe that will change, but I'm, I'm very curious as to how this plays out because this is someone that this front office specifically went out and got. And if it doesn't work, and if it's obvious it isn't working, like Jesse James, are they going to keep him? Or are they going to be like, you know what, this didn't work out. I'm going to cut bait now. And I'm, I'm very curious as to how that's going to play out. Hopefully, Tim Boyle will be a different guy in training camp, and we'll see what Packers fans saw and, and Packers media saw. We'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. I see it. I got it. Good. Do you think Good. there's Good some – I'm just hitting me. Maybe there's like a Bermuda Triangle effect with Lake Huron and Lake Erie and Lake Michigan, and when you cross into the the, 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 the triangle drawn by those, you can't play football anymore. I, I don't know. Or is it Detroit, the salt mines underneath? They haven't been empty. Chicago, like, like it goes down past Chicago, goes, goes out to like Aurora, Illinois, or Joliet, because Chicago certainly belongs in that triangle. Well, yeah, and true. Notre Dame and Michigan belong in that triangle, and Michigan State, for that matter. They all belong in that triangle, too. Maybe the add addition of the salt mines, under, they're not empty yet under Detroit. And until those mines are empty, that's the curse of the Lions. I don't know. It's something. It's something. But yeah, Tim Boyle. Uh, everything I've heard, what you said, and and what I've heard elsewhere, haven't seen him myself. But he's just like just write him I off will already. Tell you this: there are very few things that all of the Lions media that are at practice will agree upon, and even the new guys were like, "What the hell, man?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is uh, honest to God. I've seen high school quarterbacks that were better than him. Like high school quarterbacks that didn't play in college wow. that were better than what he showed in, in that camp, in that mini camp. It was, it was rough. Got it. Got it. All right. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to, oh, the party, Anthony, is the 31st. It's Saturday night, July 31st, this, this Saturday, 6.30 p.m. until we close the place, uh, until they wheel us out of there. So good time. Um, <laughs> let's yeah. go. Can we go to safeties? Because I want to yeah. get you, I want to pick your brain on this because All right. um, there's a guy, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, his name is Jeff Riston, uh, That's real me. French kind of guy. Oh, oh, dang it. I didn't see that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm Swiss, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, die Schweizer. Um, <laughs> what Swiss, is English and German? <laughs> um, what's going on at safety and, and oh, is there opportunities question, out there besides, what we have is there somebody in the market, and I know because I read your article. Is there somebody in our, our market we might consider that could upgrade us at the safety position? Because first off, you, we know how you feel about wide receiver, but where do you put the safety position overall and, and our roster is the quality? So, um, as anybody who's listened to this podcast for any time will know, I am a Tracy Walker fan. Having said that, he stunk last year. Now, was his usage good? No. And if you go to my Twitter timeline at Jeff Riston on Twitter, you will see a tweet from PFF Detroit Lions, their Lions Twitter. I can't remember the exact handle. I don't actually know who Isn't runs it, so I should probably look that up. That- but they tweeted out how he was used. Is and it- he was at his worst when he was lined up wide at corner. How did Matt Patricia deploy him? Like 70% of the time, wide at corner. <laughs> I, it's it's oh my god, Chris! They just they didn't understand what they were doing, and he was a he was a primary victim of that. They messed him around with him in training camp. He fell into a doghouse. Nobody knows why. Tracy didn't know. The assistant coaches and I, I can tell you, I talked to them. They didn't know why Patricia was down. They absolutely did not. It's a mystery. Hopefully, we find that. And hopefully, he gets a media session. I will absolutely ask that question to him. Is I I will phrase it in. I will frame. 
the current staff in it with with Aubrey Pleasant as the defensive as the uh, secondary coach and ask him about you know compare Aubrey Pleasant to what you had last year and hopefully he goes off. Well, um, what's the problem with future Hall of Famer Will Harris though? <laughs> oh, Chris, I, I'm trying to so hard to be positive, and they pull me back in. Um, Get to the salt mines. <laughs> uh, Will Harris. Um, speaking as someone who watched him play in person in college, I never saw an NFL player, and I still don't three years later. And I hate to say that because he, Will Harris is a likable guy. He's a nice guy. He's a really smart guy. He might be like the most intellectually smartest guy in the team. And as you know, I have a very soft spot for dudes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like thinkers. And you He's have a, a hard thinker. spot too, but that's different. <laughs> 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 Ooh. <laughs> Shut up, Brady Quinn. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. You, it, you it, would, it just you, hasn't I, worked I, out for him. I mean, Dean Marlowe's coming in. Really, really good special teams player. Played very well as the third safety in Buffalo. He played 235 snaps last year. They're asking him to play 700. That 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 that's 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 asking somebody to do something that they haven't done before, and doing it in a new defense with a new team. And, and by the way, he didn't play split safety. This defense is split safety. That suits Tracy Walker fairly well. Yeah. Theoretically, it could help Will Harris. Um, um, I will not say any more on that. Um, I, I, I hope it works for Will because I, I do genuinely like him personally, but as a football player, it hasn't been there whatsoever. What about You're on the open D. market? Dean Marlowe played in a high-low safety set, and he was generally the low safety. Will Harris as at his best, primarily as the low safety as well, that sort of hybrid linebacker safety, mm-hmm. the guy who marks the tight end that flexes out, yep. that type of guy, the guy who picks up the running back coming out of the backfield. Yep. That, that's where Will Harris has been at his best. That's where Dean Marlowe is at his best. So I think they're fighting for a starting spot. I, I think in time that, that Anthony Glenn would love to have three safeties on the field, but I think he is under the understanding that he doesn't have that. In the Matt, Patricia, already, in the Matt Patricia defense, is that low safety, does he, before he worries about uh, the, the uh, tight end or the, uh, the running back, does he do a calculus equation and then go into coverage? <laughs> He's doing some rocket science. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trigonometry. God, that was, I hated trig. I got to say, sorry, really quick, personal note. I got to say to my um, my boy, congratulations. He got his SAT scores back. 1490. 1490. We did a, we did a thing, and the only reason I thought of this uh, right wow. now is because uh, we, we do the list of safety schools, the ones that you got a good chance of going into in the reach schools. And Rensselaer Polytechnic is like a, it, it's a garbage school. Yeah, you can go in there. Don't worry about it. You know, you're automatically, that's your, that's an easy one. That's not even a, a that's not even like a, a your that's a really go. good school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be an engineer or yeah. designer or something like that, yeah, that's yeah. a great school. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. I didn't, I mean, didn't mean to wow, sidetrack that, us that, there. That's but okay. I do have to uh, congratulate I, my boy because I'm really proud of what he that's did. That's awesome. There. He I, I passed trig in 10th grade on extra credit. So Thanks, that's, I, I'm not a math magician. Uh, I, I, I forbid him from going to Rensselaer, though, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that got crossed out immediately. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, um, so, so with safety, there, there are going to be guys on other teams that get cut that wind up on this roster. Maybe, maybe Will Harris, maybe it will click for him under Aubrey Pleasant. I hope so. I really do. I wouldn't count on it, and I wish that they would have done more to address the position than just Dean Marlowe this offseason. Because C.J. Moore... 
Who did really you put your article? You had a guy. There, there's, just... a, there's a spot for CJ Moore in the team as special teams, but not not playing safety that much. Who's the guy in your article that you said is available that would be an upgrade at safety? I'm going to look here. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it, Malik Hooker signed with the, the Cowboys. I'm gonna He's out. Brian Body Calhoun, who Browns people who, who follow me for the Browns know that I love my BBC. <laughs> um, he's still out there. Um, as much as I love, as, as much as I love Brian Body Calhoun, he's probably not enough. I, I mean, I, I I love the guy, but it's sort of like Will Harris. He's just not that great of a player. He had one great stretch of games for Cleveland, yep. and I, I became infatuated with it. And he's a really cool dude. But I mean, he's out there. there. Jeff Heath is out there. I mean, he he started for years for the Cowboys. He wasn't particularly great, but he's serviceable. He's an upgrade. Uh, dudes like that are out there, um, and I, and I hope that they do dress address that because uh, you know you, you do have your undrafted rookies, and I know that they want to see what they got out of Jalen Elliott, Bobby Price from last year. You know, guys like that. But and, and the, the wild card is Ifiatumeli Fumu, uh, yeah. and I think. You know, we we asked Jerry. I'm like, hey, cornerback is. It looks like it could be okay. Safety, not so much. Do you have any interest? And he, and he wanted to stay at seat at, at cornerback, and mm-hmm. I, I get that. I respect that. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if they're going to play if if he ought to. But don't call him Iffy, by the way. Uh, we we actually got a press release from the Lions. Don't call him Iffy. His name is Ifiatu, and he prefers to be called Ifiatu. So fair no, enough, man. Fair enough. That's cool. Yeah. Um, if if Yatu wants to get some work as a safety or as a hybrid slot corner heavy safety type thing, because he can do that, he's he's got the build for it. I would love that. I don't know if the line. I don't know. I don't know if that's in the Lions' plans, but I would love to see that because I think he could transition to be a safety and be a successful one in that role. And I I hope they at least explore that or kick the tires on. I don't know if they will. It's one of the things I'm going to watch for in camp. Um, In the forthcoming article that I have, uh, the 12 things I'm looking for in camp, how they use Sifiatu Malifanu is one of them. (laughs) I found it, Riz. I found your article. I got it. Three potential safeties that are available to sign at this moment that would be upgrades over Harris, Marlowe, and uh, everyone else that the Lions have. Trey Mm -hmm. Boston? Still out there. Kenny Vaccaro? Yes. So I will say this on Kenny Vaccaro. He, he played under Dan Campbell on, on, and Aaron Glenn in New Orleans. He's a Saints guy. His best days, like Golden Tate, are behind him. And he's limited in what he can do. But what he still does do well, he does do very well. Um, and uh, shout out to Max Gerber at, at Lionswear because he wrote it up today uh, that he wanted Kenny Vaccaro to take one of the two um, uh, roster vacancies. That's, that's, uh, there's only one left now. But yep. uh yeah, so that, that that that's certainly a possibility. There's one more. I, I, I got to make sure you wrote this. I sure. Yeah, no, it was this is Max. I'm sorry. This is why okay. you don't remember it. Uh, last one, Detroit area native Jeff Heath is out. Yeah, there. I know. We, we just talked about him. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. former former cowboy. Um, Cowboys fans um, loved him when he was their number four safety. Not so much about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Max Gerber at the Lions yeah. Vire. Good dude. Yeah. Good good writer. Good write, write more, Max. Al like Gerber, it. get the keys. <laughs> Get to <laughs> Zach Moran too. Zach Moran does really, really quality work. When, whenever I ask him to do something, he does great at it. Yep. Just wish I just wish he had time to do more. All right. Uh, Lions wires after Katoots, man. Yeah, no, they, they're all they all are. Except oh, their, no. their managing editor is a real piece of work. All right. He, um, he is. <laughs> that's for, that's for damn sure. 
All right, let's see. Any other positions we want to talk about for camp battles before we move on? I mean, wide receiver is, is obvious. Um, more to the point, um, Javon McKinley, who I think has a real shot as an undrafted free agent, he's on the NFI list, non-football injury list. That's not good for his status. Right. Um, that, 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 and, and, you know, we already saw them cut bait with Jonathan Adams. By the way, Jonathan Adams has not signed on with another team. That sort of speaks to the, the – there were pre-draft whispers that he wasn't necessarily all that interested in playing football. <laughs> I think that might have been confirmed by the relative inaction around him. Yep. yep. Um, so, so that's his point. You still got Sage Surratt out there. Victor Bolden is a guy that I'm not going to give up on. Tom Kennedy's still out there. I mean, th- these are dudes to watch. They're, they're not going to make any other roster except Detroit, but they, they got a shot at Detroit. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what they can do. I got really quick, uh, Scott, in the in the chat when you were talking about the Melifonwu uh, press release. He says, ah, the press release, it sounds a little iffy. <laughs> and, and then Michael well done, Prendergast <laughs> says, well, if he can play safety, I'll call him whatever he wants. <laughs> so there you go. Good stuff. Good Just stuff. don't call me late for the party. Love the chat. Love the chat. You guys are awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Speaking of the party, party.detroitlionspodcast.com. All right. Please um, come. It's, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be awesome. It shall. Um, let's move on uh, really quick. We've got some news that a lot of people have been talking about. We're going to put our own little twist on it. Uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers have come to terms. I heard that Green Bay's GM has added in the contract that Aaron can bring his dog to uh, to camp and in the building whenever he wants. And their GM is the man who has to clean up if it defecates anywhere. On the, I mean, they're bringing Randall Cobb back. That's good enough. Yeah, yeah. No, that was somebody else's joke on Twitter. I didn't get the name, but I thought it was kind of funny. Um, oh can, can you get, just show the, the Randall Cobb thing there? for a quick second? The fact that Aaron Rodgers made a stipulation that they go get the fifth best wide receiver on the Houston Texans, who are the worst team in football, <laughs> like he has to have that guy. Can I? Can I to, to go back? Can, I, can I speculate wildly? I'm sorry. I just uh, this is something that. It's clinking around the back of my head. I'll have to give it one of these. <laughs> that's, that's what I do sometimes, right? Signing Randall Cobb is not surrounding himself with amazing players, right? Which is what he's complaining about when they got Jordan Love, which is kind of why he's had this rift, which is why I think saying you must put Randall Cobb on this team is not a move to make the team better. You're doing could the Houston be, Texans a favor. They're, they got to pay this guy $7 million. He's awful now. Could he this be at all. the ultimate troll? Did he realize I can't retire? It's too expensive. I got to come in. I have to do the whole thing. I'm going to sink this effing ship all year for my $11 million. Thank you very much. F you and goodbye. Seriously. Seriously, and you know what it would be a move that would absolutely be as you know his family situation, the whole thing. Yeah, it is as yeah. petty as Aaron Rodgers is, and, and and the fact that he waited until the draft to pull that move again, you know the the whole X Files thing. This is something that I could just I would I would just I would love it. It would make me so happy. But the, the the Randall Cobb thing just sparks that in my head. It's so weird, right? What in the heck is he thinking? It's not. It's not to make the team better. That can't be it. He's oh, I'm gonna get a friend paid along with. There's something else. He's there's something. I, I, yeah, there's something, know, man. There's something. <laughs> I, I hope it's his plan to, to to scuttle the ship as soon as he jumps off after this coming year. But the, the sad part is, and this is the reality of being a Lions fan. 
So Aaron Rodgers is, in fact, good enough to pull it off and make it work for another year. Yeah. He really is. He's a reigning MVP. I voted for him. Yep. Um, I, I do vote for that, and I did vote for him. And, <laughs> he deserved it. And John Paul Morrison says, you know, it's good for us in a way, even though it's two losses. It also means the Rams are going to have another team in their way. And you know what? I'm 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 about that draft pick. <laughs> we're we're gonna talk about this at the party. Yeah. Um, it's something that we've got prepared. But I will just say for those of you who think that the the Los Angeles Rams are a Super Bowl contender, look at their defense. Look at where their best defenders, not named Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, are. They're not in Los Angeles. One of them's here, <laughs> and and they didn't do anything to replace them at all. Oh, yep. Yeah, no, no, they for have sure. put all their eggs in the Matthew Stafford being able to win multiple playoff games basket. Well, and if I have to uh, rate, I'll, I'll play to the, the stat Padford crowd here. How'd that work out for Detroit? If I have to, <laughs> if I have to grade them on, you know, the quarterback positions from, from, you know, the lead to, to the backups and, and what they have at quarterback. Holy fucking shit. That's a lot of F's. <laughs> Well done with the audiovisual. Thank you, love thank it. you. At a time, that's just right. No, absolutely. <laughs> this is I. I am interested that, that in this team outside of Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, and uh, their wide receiving cores. Okay, Robert Woods is criminally underappreciated. I, I like that dude. They lost Cam Akers already. I worship Andrew Whitworth as their left tackle, but his best days are behind him. That's not a good football team. No. The gap between their top and their bottom is, oh, it's, it's, it's as big as any teams in the league. Yep. Like the Packers have a much more balanced roster. The Seahawks have a much more balanced roster. The Cardinals have a much more balanced roster. And you'll if hear me. stars prevail, all the Rams could be really good. All day long, they, you're going to hear me say, and their quarterback is likely to get injured, more likely to get injured than oh, not. Man. And I hate to make it all about him, but he <sighs> is that piece that they've put in place that they think is going to put him over the top. The fans think they're going to put him over the top. The team thinks they're going to put him over the top. And there's the other piece that we haven't really talked a whole lot about, about McVay. I have a sense that maybe I'm he's been figured out. If he if he I doesn't worry about that too. If he doesn't flip that script or change it up this year, I think he's been figured out, and I think that's going to really hurt what they do as a team this year. I just, I, I feel up? that way about him. The same way I feel the same way about Kyle Shanahan in, in San Francisco. I worry that teams have figured out how to play that offense, and yeah. uh, with the quarterback controversy that they've created willingly, I don't know how that's going to play out for them either. I that, that's why I think the Lions are going to beat them in, in Week One, and that why why I will be betting money on the San Francisco 49ers, on the under on their season win total. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I want to talk really quick. Sandman and I are going out to the Rams game this year. I've I, here's, here's the plan. This is getting nutty now, right? Um, it was originally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there. We're going to do, the, do the thing. Then I was, I, there's a conference that I'm going to for work in Vegas the week before. So I'm going to spend a week in Vegas. And then I'm thinking, God, they always have it at the Apex. On, on Saturday night, they have the UFC fights every week. As long as it's not like a UFC-numbered fight, the main event, if it's just the fight night stuff, I might be able to weasel my way in Saturday night to MMA, hit the plane right after the fights are over, hit LA, get to my hotel, a couple hours of sleep, pop up, join Sandman and the crew over at SoFi and watch the dream. game, Yeah, right, and then, and then pass out until the next day and fly home. That's the plan right now. I don't know if I'm... I'm wow. Like, I don't know if my body can handle it. 
to be honest. <laughs> a week after, it's all after. I think it'll be Vegas. fun to try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. So that's going to be fun. Just, just forewarned. There's no uh, post game show after the the Rams game this year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Any other? Any other one? Oh, we did. We did that. Let me see. Okay. Oh, I, I mean, I think this one. I'm like, I, I'm a little curious about. They have a bunch of of tight ends after Ali's Mac. Who, by the way, if you've seen the picture of him on Instagram, holy rip, holy rip, yeah, that's what um, I love. And, and he can play, so he's gonna be the number three tight end. But there's a lot of guys that are competing for the number four spot, which is probably on the practice squad. Um, there, there, there's some interest in, in watching what happens there, yeah. Um, I'm very curious. I wrote this one up for Lineswire, you can read it there at lineswire.com about the interior offensive line backups because the, the starters are set. What happens with Logan Stenberg in second year? Because what we saw last year was not pretty. I can't imagine what happened on the, the on the roster this time. He had, he had to have pictures of Quinn or Patricia or something. I don't, I don't think he's got. I don't. There's no reason he should have been there. Uh, I mean, I, I I understand that they wanted to have a tone setter, and that's what he is. But if he, th- this is a guy who is proud of the fact that he led the NCAA in penalties. I'm not sure that that's going to translate all that well to the NFL. And the tone you set. Especially when your penalties are because you're illegally clubbing guys to the head like they're baby seals. You're trying to kill them for their fur. I mean, you, just, you can't do that in the NFL. <laughs> the tone you set when you're the guy that steps in, that, that doesn't play behind, you know, you were drafted. Where was he? Fourth round, was it? Something like that? Fourth round. You don't play. The, the guy's like 75 steps down the, the, the you know, pull, signed off the street. Are all playing ahead of you? They the were only... literally signing guys up. They signed Evan Brown, who's, who's one of the guys that I'm curious about, off the street last year to play him above him because Stenberg was so bad. The only tone you said is the flat line on the EKG at the end of life, that's, man. Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's nothing. There's no reason he should be taking a roster spot at that point. Um, I mean, may, may, maybe he'll click under under Hank this year, Hank Fraley, our, our favorite assistant yeah, coach. Maybe yeah. he will click under the new coaching staff. It, it could happen. It could. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There, he, he's not without ability, but he didn't show it at all, at all last year. True. I'm hopeful that we'll see something from that. If not, um, Evan Brown, who I know from playing with the Browns, I actually know him from the Giants as well. Yep. He is a, a quality backup center um, if your center is an all-pro. And, oh, oh, by the way, the Lions happen to have that. <laughs> so you're good there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, you got like guys like Drake Jackson, Evan Heim, who I think is on the PUP list, I want to say. Um, uh, there's some dudes that are battling there, and I think they're going to bring somebody in. Um, not, not to harp on the Browns again, but the Browns have a lot of depth. They have John Dorsey, who put a lot of that depth there in Cleveland. Yeah. He's now in Detroit. I can see them cutting a guy like Blake Hance or um, Drew Forbes, possibly. And the Lions jumping all over that with the Dorsey connection. Right, um, right. So so I wouldn't get too married to the depth that's there now, but you never know because, that, look, the starting five offensive line is going to be really good. And Tyrell Crosby, if he's your sixth tackle, if you're your sixth lineman, and you got Matt Nelson, who I know, I know the Lions are very high on Matt Nelson and his transformation from defensive end. I know it. Yep. Um, he's making the team. Um, and, and he might make the team instead of Tyrell Crosby mm-hmm. um, because Tyrell might might have trade value somewhere else might um I, I don't know about that but we'll see um maybe maybe Tyrell that maybe they'll try finally try him at guard we'll I, I don't know but the the top seven spots are taken after that 
eight, nine, and 10, if they keep 10, they're wide open, wide open. And that, that fascinates me because this is a team that, I mean, we, we just came from a guard rotation where Kenny Wiggins, Ode Abushi, Joe Dahl. I mean, as much as, as Lions fans like to bag on those guys, those guys are all better than what they've got now in reserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. But they, they were rotating them as starters is the problem. That was stupid. That was, yes. that was nuts. That was insane. All right. That was dumb. <laughs> Quick tease. I have to set up the location, but um, I'm going to kick off a weekly segment. This one, you guys are going to love this. This is, um, this combines a, a couple of really top of mind things for Lions fans. Um, we'll probably, I'll probably spill the beans at the podcast party just because I'll be drinking and I always tell secrets when I get, when I start drinking. Um, but it's going to be so, 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 so cool. Um, remember during the season we have the, uh, the post game show, we have a regular podcast. We're looking to put the, uh, the, the prediction game, uh, preview, uh, show together with Tony Ortiz and Jeff again. We're see if we can do that and put that together. Um, and then there's going to be a fourth thing that's a weekly thing that we'll put together. It's I think you guys are really going to love it. Just just trust me, you're going to absolutely love it. Xbox's booty. Thank you for the subscribe, buddy. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's sweet stuff. Good times. Um, you'll enjoy that. Um, I want just really quick to show you guys something. Um, we did this thing with with Patreon, and then I got my 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 work to double the money for uh, vets uh, at Fisher House in Ann Arbor. Um, it's basically like a Ronald McDonald house for veterans families. When veterans go to the VA to get stuff done, um, they get to stay there for free and, and be, and, and while their, their loved ones in the, in the hospital getting whatever done. And, um, guy sent us a note. He's going to be at the party actually, um, talking about back in 2017, the show got him through some really, 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 really rough times. And so we donated money. We, I was able to turn May's Patreon money through some financial mechanisms into like 2,100 bucks. We decided we want to raise money. We've been raising money for Fisher House. You go to givebutter.com slash FHM slash DLP. You can give money. I think we're at almost $1,000 there that we've raised. Appreciate everybody that's doing that. Some of that will be doubled. Um, but we're also doing a thing with all the t-shirts we sell on our site, four bucks from every shirt. It was really going to be two, and then I decided to double it. So we're going to do $4 from every t-shirt sold. T-shirt sold goes to Fisher House. There's some really cool. I got a sweet Bob of Island. Retro Detroit kind of stuff. There's a sweet. Uh, I got, sweet. Uh, you'll see the Detroit, Detroit. Detroit. It's a pretty cool shirt. Got some really, really good stuff. Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. Get yourself a shirt. That money will go to Fisher House. $4 per shirt. So you get something out of it. They get something out of it. And our goal is to help them build a Fisher House in Detroit. Downtown Detroit is lacking a house. It is the A-plus platinum charity. Um, well over 90% of the money goes to the families. Uh, there's not an, a lot of administration yes. money that goes into this. This is truly a great charity that helps the vets. So join us. Join us in doing that. Buy shirt. You know, um, do the do the give butter. Whatever you can do to help these guys out. These guys kind of, especially the guys that are winding up at the VA. You know, they 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 gave it to help us out. Let's do do our part to help them as well. All right. Yes, so thank you please. guys. We got a lot. You know, normally we only do like three reads per per show in an hour and a half. That's pretty, I think that's pretty fair, you know, one per half an hour, but getting everything ready to lead up to the season. There's just so much going on that we're trying to set up with a party and everything else. So forgive us guys. This is not what we normally do. We appreciate you hanging with us through all this. All right. Next thing, Deshaun Watson coming to the lions, breaking news. Riz, I saw it on on, uh, lion's wire. What do you think? What are we going to do with him? Is he the new uh, heir apparent here in Detroit? 
So I, I felt compelled to write it. Um, Dave Burkett also had to write it. Um, and we had to write it. Um, listen to the, the tone there. It's important. Um, I, 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 I'll, I'll approach it this way. Um, as you know, the Texans are my AFC team. Everybody else that lives in my house is a Texan fan. I lived there for three years. I, I, I hold it closely. I loved that team specifically then, the 2012 through 13, 2010 through 13 teams. I, I still want them to do well. Deshaun Watson is phenomenal. He does things that other quarterbacks cannot do. He's a hell of a quarterback. He's great. He's the NFL's leading passer. He wins playoff games with guile and guts and his own ability to pull rabbits out of hats that you don't even know that they're hats. But you can't touch that dude, man. You can he is he is as toxic as toxic can be. And as much as I love what he's done on the field, until that off-field stuff is resolved, and and by the way, if it's not, if it's resolved in his favor is the only way that you even consider it. But if 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 any of those allegations prove true, you can't touch Deshaun Watson. You can't. Can't imagine. Not that. not if not if they gave him to you, and certainly not if they're asking for three first round picks and two players. One of them would be Jamie Collins, and the other one would probably be Trey Flowers. That that that's probably what they would be asking for. Um, speaking from from what, what what it sounds like they want. You can't do that. No, no, no. Because what he's what he is accused of doing is absolute death sentence for his pro career. And until that is resolved, you can't even think about making a deal for him. And 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 just I mean, Kareem Hunt is playing in the NFL, right? And that's nothing, nothing. compared to the so, allegations. So here. Kareem Over Hunt, twenty women. Allegations. Twenty twenty two. Kareem Hunt kicked a girl, an underage girl who was intoxicated, who was trying to um, do what um, certain women like to do um, to pro athletes to try and extract money from them. Mm-hmm. And and he threw her out of his hotel room and then went out in the hall and kicked her while she was down. And that's that's horrible. It, 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 you can watch the video. It's awful. Yeah. Um, and and he has, to his credit, he has paid his penance. He has he he. You won't you won't hear this from Kareem either. He volunteers at women's shelters and he talks and he 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 he, he does try to serve his penance on it. Yeah. And I know that there are Browns fans who are still like, why the hell is this guy here? Yep. Um, and I get that. I do. Um, I, I'm I'm somewhat conflicted on that myself. But what Deshaun did, my God. It's, it's, it, allegedly, 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 if, 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 but if even one of those, one of those 22 allegations is true, he's done. Us, and, us and, and by the way, allegedly, I hope them. he would be done. Keep him the hell away from my football team. If that, mm-hmm. if, if any one of those is true, I want his career to be over. I want him to suffer. I want him to rot in hell. Yeah. That's yeah. you There's, can't. You, and if you're a new team trying to create, turn over a new leaf, the way that the lions are, you can, Hell no! You can call me old fashioned, right? But there's there's two things that you just can't touch: women and children. It's yeah. just off the table. Yeah. And Frank, he can be both. a great football He's, player. He can be a can great football player, but he is allegedly this is how we do journalism, Riz. Allegedly a yes. garbage ass human being. 
And I don't know how you pay your penance. I don't know what rehabilitation looks like. I don't know what any of that is. But I don't think that if this winds up true, even 10% of it's true, I don't think your penance is paid by hopping in on a football team and getting paid millions of dollars and, 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 and doing talks at a women's shelter. I just don't think that you can. Agreed. I don't think that is a remedy. All right, and I and and you you look what happened to Michael Vick with the dog fighting, right? And I and 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 I it's it's weird to try to make that comparison because they don't compare at all. No, there no. is no chance that Michael Vick almost never made it back. There is no chance in my mind if this is proven to be true that Deshaun Watson should ever see an NFL field again, uh, unless he's underneath the dirt on it. And that's that. And I and I hate it because he was one of my favorite players, and and. The way he treated the people in the Texans organization was like, it's how you would want your kids to grow up. And that's why it was so stunning for those of us who've been around the Texans. And I I, I did cover the team for the first year when he was there, for two years, actually, that he was there. And it's, it's hard to reconcile that, but you have to reconcile it and you have to give you have to give the allegations their due credibility and their due justice. And if if it comes out that any of it's true, no, no, yep. <laughs> no. Yep. no, 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 right. hard That's no. And, and uh, again, those of you watching on YouTube, I, I know you can see the conflict on my face because I really, I, I want it to not be true, but that doesn't mean that it won't be true. Right. Um, you can't, you can't, facts happen you can't wish them away you can't ignore them and and pretend that they don't exist because they do and if i'm the lions in a rebuild i'm not placing any bets no that those facts aren't true period end of story walk away because if any of it comes true and you traded for him what kind of you're done idiots are you right what kind of egg is on your face at that point get get out of here with that crap so yeah uh no that ain't gonna happen want to say hey to daryl from new zealand how you doing brother saw you in the chat and uh want to say that you guys have some of the best mead coming out of there. Uh, I'm not a super big mead guy, but they have some pretty killer meaderies in New Zealand that they uh I don't know if it's the sheep fluff that's getting in the in the in the mix, but it's good stuff. All right. It's funny you say that. I uh my my wife's cousin Chad moved to New Zealand a couple of years ago from Ann Arbor and he he actually drinks a lot of mead. <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's big on that. So yeah. there you go. Sheep and me, New Zealand. Not not to to give you a hard time there, Daryl. Well, to give you a hard time. Thanks, but for, really. thanks for listening from afar. That's great. It's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, appreciate it for sure. All right. Um, we have to talk about we have a couple more topics, but I want to talk about fantasy football. It's the last one of these things we gotta do. Fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. If you want to win some money, top four places, one third of everybody in every league will win a prize. Um, in, in fantasy football where we're at, there's a money prize. This is our big fundraiser. Like I said, we lose money on some of this stuff, like the, the listener appreciation party that we're doing. Um, but this one is our fundraiser pays for the servers, the bandwidth, all the stuff that we do every week. Appreciate you guys playing head over to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Sign up, get yourself in there. There's a champions league, an intermediate league and a beginner's league. Get in, play them all. If you want, you know, have some fun. They're, they're, they're kind of, you set your own standard for where you're at and where you think you could take the money and uh, where you think your level of competition is and have some fun. It's fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. All your fantasy fun. You'll play against Riz. You'll play against me. You'll play against all the folks from the uh, from the, the YouTube channel and, uh, and the podcast and stuff that we, we were in there. Case will be in there, I'm sure, again. And uh, we'll be doing our thing. So head on over, fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. All right, I want to talk about, uh, what was it? What was his name? God dang it. Uh, the third tight end, Mac, right? 
Uh, Ellie's Mac. Yeah, Ellie's Mac. Um, he, he seems like a significant downgrade from Jesse James, who left the team, <laughs> left us hanging, and is now so over sad. with the Lol Bears. Wah, wah, wah. Is this their 14th tight end now, or did they drop it, some of those guys along the I way? I mean, they, they did get rid of Adam <laughs> Shaheen um, and, and a few others. So, yes, Jesse James is now with Chicago. God bless him. Bless his heart. <laughs> I, I think Matt could just stand there with his arms out and block. Like, I don't know that anybody could get past that monstrosity of Jesse a man. James, Jesse James is why you don't trust every move that your organization makes. Because it was obvious, and, and it's not lost on me, that on the same day that Jesse James gets signed by the Chicago Bears, that Logan Thomas signed a fat contract extension with the Washington football team. Those two arrived on the same day, and from the very first practice in Allen Park, it was painfully obvious to everyone, including the coaches. And I, I say that with emphasis. They knew, too. That Logan Thomas was a better player than Jesse James. But who stuck around for two years? Jesse James, who was gone after a year and, and was arguably the third best tight end in the NFL last year, who got more targets than, than TJ Hawkinson did, more catches than TJ Hawkinson did. Logan Thomas, you think Logan Thomas will look great next to TJ Hawkinson? Oh my God. It was worth best, best duo eating in the, the league, cap. hands down. It was worth eating the cap to get rid of him. And he wants Logan thing. Thomas wanted to be here. He, he now he was not a Patricia guy. Those of you who follow me on Twitter know that he was not a Patricia guy. Um, and th- that that's that's a mutual thing that, that that door swings both ways. But Jesse James was, um, as I tweeted out from that first practice, and, and people called me on it because I'm oh you're being negative on this guy. He ran like he was stifling diarrhea. <laughs> If you've ever been in that situation, you know it. The green apple um, and, tracks. <laughs> and, and someday I will write. I will write the uh, the theorem that uh, you know the the inevitability of diarrhea while you're wearing white shorts. Um, that that was Jesse James. I mean that, that, that he he just had no athletic ability at all. And and I, I referenced the Pittsburgh people, and they're like, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the like he was okay, but the, I don't know what the Lions are seeing there. And the, the fact that they held on to their mistake, and this was a point that I made on Twitter today, So, uh, but it's important to me because I hope that the organization as a whole, even though it's new, has learned. One of the things that, that Bill Belichick and the Patriots do better than anybody is they acknowledge their mistakes and they get rid of them. But they didn't it, do that. And that, you know, the, the famed Patriot way. Yeah. Sat it's there. such a weird deviation yeah. for, for Bob Quinn to go away from the Patriot way on that. When it's one of the things that he could have done, and it would have been so good, it would have meant that they wouldn't have dealt you know with Jesse. But I think this is really, really emblematic. 30 of, catches in 32 games. He was healthy the whole time. He just sucked. This is emblematic of how this roster got here. And I'll yes. tell you, Bob Quinn left. He didn't leave us in cap hell, right? He did not. But he... To his credit. He, he, he you know, ruthless cutter of bad talent. Not a good finder of good talent. And a terrible admitter of mistakes yes. because he saw it as a personal failure rather than a cut and move on. Yeah, he I, would not do I that. I did he not make not a mistake. Right. I'm going right. to see this through. And that is the antithesis of the Patriot way. 
Yes, but it is. He couldn't see his own flaws. And if no. you don't think that that was endemic of the the team, right? The Matt Patricia talking about the uh, the Malcolm Butler play, right? When asked, I mean, that's what it was. It was this mentality where they could not self scout at all from a football perspective. Matt Patricia, we could we told he could, he could self scout on his personality, how he dealt with people, right? He had that rough start. We saw him as a person. He was able to do that when football yes. got involved. Completely lost all ability. Completely lost the ability to figure out where he made a mistake, where he needed to improve. He just doubled down and doubled down and Quinn did the same thing on top of him with poor quality players, poor quality, poor schemes, poor everything across the board. And when things didn't work because you played a bunch of players out of their position and in ways that they don't excel, it was their fault, not your fault, for putting together the crappiest system this this city's ever seen since Monty freaking Clark. There's a belt no chops, eh? <laughs> oh, dead memories in my head. By the way, um, R.I.P. Joey, Joey Jordison, the former drummer from Slipknot, who passed away today. That's, uh, oh, that's, not good. that's kind of a big deal in my world. Yeah, sad about that. Uh, maybe uh, I'm not. It's too soon. I was going to make an avatar reach, but I'll just leave that be. No, uh, we, we, <laughs> we, we, if you like the band Avatar, you will want to come to the party. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a good time. That's a really, good and time. you should. They're awesome. All right. Um, I think that's our topics, Riz. I think that's everything we got. I think we're I mean, good. I think I think we've we've taken up enough of people's time. Today. We did an hour forty, and and we got to do another show in just a couple days. Did you save anything? Of course. You left it on the field. It's I always save. have bullets in the chamber. <laughs> All right. So don't forget the party this Saturday, six thirty till be close. There. We will close that bar. Come on, guys. It's it's going to be a really good time. Uptown it, Grill, Commerce it, Township. It, it, if you want to see Chris and I more unfiltered, you'll want to be there. <laughs> Dan Miller, Jerry Jacobs, cornerback for the Lions, will be there. we got a really good one going on. Justin Rogers is going to join us. He may take pictures. He may be in the Detroit News. We'll see how that works out. We'll see what happens. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. We'll do a live show from there, live stream the show. We'll have a lot of fun. Um, there's that. So party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get in on that. Don't forget about the CBD, and don't forget about fantasy.detroitlionsfootball.com. DetroitFantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com and uh, get in on that. It's a great run. All right, let's do this. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. You get in there, you get access to Slack. You can talk to Riz and I every day. You We're can. in there chatting. It's, it's, it's right there. One of the coolest crews of people. If you want to talk football without the insanity and the hate Lots and the Facebook and the other chat area things, this is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Maybe even the most intelligent chance on in the internet. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, and at Jeff Risden. At Jeff Risden, you will find your man's pants free. Pants free, baby, like he always is. I'll just be at Bobble Island doing my thing. <laughs> Check us uh, on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. When I do that. <laughs> Hit like on the way out and subscribe, please. Uh, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Call us on the Lions Line at 929 Lions, 929-335-4667. Sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast, so we can do what, Riz? What do we love to do? We can come into your ear holes automatically. There you go. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, in the chat. Great stuff. appreciate all you guys uh, brought the conversation. And, uh, again, hit like and subscribe on the way out. We really appreciate when you do that. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby. 
Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.